Good morning, gorgeous. How are you doing this morning? I hope you're doing fantastic. Welcome to a Feminine Impression Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Daff, and we're talking again about the abundant mindset. I know it's been a while since we talked about this, and I want to say thank you to every single person who has sent me messages and talk to me about how the last segment has blessed you, has opened up your eyes to the ways that you are behaving in this life. I received lots of messages that were very transparent about things that we as women sometimes do that stifles our life, that allows us to live in a very small place where we're really not taking advantage of all of the things that we are allowed to take advantage of in our lives. So today we're going to talk about how you can kind of overcome that mentality and the different areas in our lives where this lack mindset sort of creeps in. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something warm to drink, and let's talk about this. In our last segment, we talked about having a lack mindset. And I talked to you about some things even in my life growing up that caused me to feel like I couldn't take advantage of every opportunity, of everything available to me. And when it comes to the abundant mindset, I want you to remember that it's not just about money. A lot of times we think that it's just about how to get more money, how to make more money, how to think rich, right? How can we somehow manage to live a wealthy lifestyle? It's not just that. Abundance is a mentality and it bleeds into every single area of your life. If you come from a place where you grew up in poverty, you grew up where you just didn't have enough and you're just afraid to open yourself up to more, then this may be challenging. This is something that I definitely want you to take up to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to help you open up your mind and show you personally the areas in your life that you need help with. So some areas I just want to talk about today are money, health, peace, and success. These are the areas that I think a lot of us really struggle in terms of having a mindset that we can have more of it. And it's not for someone else. It's for you, my dear. So first, we're going to talk about money because this is the most obvious one when people think about abundance. We think about money. And this is a really sensitive one as well because money is something that we all need. Money is something that we need to function. However, money is also something that is spiritual. Money is technically not necessarily real, if that makes sense. Meaning that money is an item that's used to exchange one thing for another. But the value that we place on it is something that we as people gave And it's something that we as people can change. Money gets printed randomly and it's like, okay, now you just all of a sudden have more money. Well, where did this come from? How was it generated? What does it mean? Money is a system. And when you are someone who struggles with thinking that you can have more money, 
I want you to come back to the beginning. Where did this mentality come from? Was it something that came from your childhood? Maybe you didn't have a lot of money. Maybe you were told that money is tight all the time. Maybe you were told that money was the number one thing to try to get in life, no matter how you get it, whether it's with a man who's abusing you or who is cheating on you or mistreats you, no matter what, as long as he got money, girl, you you need to be with him, girl, he got money. If it's something that just trumps every single character flaw in a person, then it's something to think about, okay? If that's something that was told to you, like this is the most important thing, Or if it was one of those things that was said to you in in terms of, if you don't have this, your life is going to suck. If you don't have this, you're never going to be happy. It's important for you to think about how you see money. Or maybe you see money as something that you try not to even think about. It's so uncomfortable for you to even think about that. You know, money kind of flows with you. It comes and it goes and you buy what you want and you, you know, you don't really think about the future. You're not really planning. You don't really save anything. You're just taking it day by day. You feel like it always kind of come and go and you don't really put too much importance on it. So what I want to say about that is that money is something that comes from a bigger source. Money comes from your ability to create it and your ability to keep it. And if you're someone who struggles with money in terms of accessing money, the first thing I want you to do is pray about it and ask the Lord to show you how you can be successful with money. The second thing that I would like you to do, if this is something you struggle with, is to give. Money is something that a lot of us feel very uncomfortable about giving because we feel like when we take it from ourselves, then we're at a negative, we're at a loss. When really, because I said money is spiritual, when you give, you actually gain, you actually get more. And that's why the richest people in this world, all of the billionaires and all the philanthropists, they're successful because of how much they give. And this is a spiritual law. So this is not even necessarily something that I'm saying as a believer in Christ. This is something God put into the system of this world. Okay, the world, our world functions on laws. We have natural laws like gravity. Okay, what goes up must come down. Doesn't matter whether or not you believe in Christ, what goes up must come down, right? That is a natural law. However, I must say, when you do believe in Christ, when you do have God working in your life, He can break natural laws as well. So He can break that by something like walking on water, right? Jesus walked on water. So He Himself broke a natural law. You're really supposed to think. So anything is possible when it comes to God. But I'm saying that to say that you don't have to be a believer to have these laws work for you. So if someone is not a believer, but they are giving and they donate, they give to people in need, they give to charities, they help people even when they're struggling, they're going to gain no matter what, they're going to become successful. And unfortunately, a lot of us who grew up in environments where we were lacking 
we always feel like we don't have enough to give and therefore we don't give or we give very little. It's nearly impossible for you to really gain without giving. And you will see this in every area of your life. And since we're talking specifically about money, I stress that it is important for you to give, especially when you don't have enough to give. (laughs) That's when you really should give because whatever you give will be multiplied and given back to you. That's not your purpose for doing it, but it's a good practice for you to realize that you don't need to hold on to everything because by doing that, that in and of itself is a lack mentality that you have to hold on to it and you're not able to open up your hand and release it. And I'm sure you've heard this before that if you don't open up your hand, not only are you going to keep what you have, but you won't be able to get more. Your hand is closed shut. And that's the reality of it, my love. You do have to give in order to receive. And this starts with your mentality of knowing that you will have more when you give and not less. And when it comes to money, it's also important not to make it an idol. Okay. And that is very easy when you don't have it. There are so many things that we need. And the thing is, We always need something. There's never going to be a time in your life where you feel like, okay, I have every single thing I need. I'm never going to buy anything else again. Even if today you were given a million dollars, when it's done, you're going to still feel like you didn't have enough. Like that was only a million dollars. Okay. What about a hundred million dollars? The person who has a hundred million dollars knows that they have a lot of money, but they don't feel like they have so much money when they know that there's people who have $500 million, right? They'll say, no, this person, they have a lot of money. It's always going to be relative. What you think is a lot, what you think is enough is always going to be relative. Now, of course, you want your basic needs to be met, your food, your shelter, your clothes, your your bills, right? Of course. And when you don't have those things met, then yes, you definitely do feel like you are below. However, if you feel like you're never going to have more and you can never open up an opportunity to get more, then you will be there. And it's all in your mind. It's all a mentality. I know someone who wanted to get married and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm asking, why are you waiting so long to get married? And the person says, well, it's because I don't have enough money. And I said, well, have you even looked at venues? Have you taken a look at engagement rings? Like, do you even know how much they cost? You're sitting here saying you don't have enough, but you haven't even taken the first step to go into a store and take a look at the rings and see whether or not this is something you can afford instead of just sitting at home thinking, I don't have enough for a wedding. I don't have enough for an engagement ring. I don't have enough. And that's what we do a lot of times when it comes to money. We don't even start the process. We're so crippled with fear about what we don't have that we don't even get going. And we don't know what's available. So many times, so many times, there are options. And when you get into the moment, you're able to 
see what those options are. You're able to get deals and get blessings, but you won't even have an opportunity for someone to bless you if you won't even start because of your lack mindset. That has to change. That has to change. And I talked about that in the last podcast, just taking a look and just starting. And if it's something that you definitely do need to save for, then start the process, start saving. But a lot of these things, and I would say all of them, but especially when it comes to money, it comes back down to faith and how much you believe that the Lord will do this for you. How much you believe that whatever it is, it's in his will for you. Now, I'm not saying it's his will to give you $100 million. You may want that and you may want to achieve that. But if that's not something that God wants for you as his daughter, because who knows what that could bring into your life or why do you even need it, right? Is it going to do anything for the kingdom of God or is it just for your own selfish pleasures, right? All of those things are factored into what you end up receiving. But he definitely wants his daughters to be prosperous. And it's all through the Bible when you read it, all through the Bible. Every single one of his daughters, every single woman in the Bible that God points out in in terms of someone he wants us to focus on, he wanted them to prosper. And it does not look good on the kingdom of God when his daughters are broke, begging, and unhappy and miserable and can't afford their bills and can't afford life, that doesn't look good on God. He wants you to be able to have what you need, but there is something that you have to do to release that, and that's faith, truly believing that His Word is true and that it's for you, and opening yourself up to it spiritually to be able to receive, and that starts by giving. Another area of abundance when it comes to your mentality and your ability to receive what the Lord has for you is health. Now, this is an area a lot of us don't necessarily think about when it comes to abundance, but it's so important because your health is really the number one thing that matters in terms of your functioning. If you're unhealthy and you're not able to get out of bed, You can't go to work. You can't enjoy life. If your leg is broken, if you have an illness that's preventing you from being able to do things, it will greatly impact your life. It can shorten your life. It can shorten the pleasure that you have living. And I'm recently getting over a cold myself. And unfortunately, I haven't been very well for many reasons. And it definitely does take a toll. When you're not well, your mind a lot of times can start to play tricks on you and start to be very defeating and you start feeling down and you start feeling hopeless and you start getting angry at God and this person and that person because you're not well, right? And, you know, it's a very slippery slope when your health is at risk. But a lot of us don't have a abundant mentality when it comes to our health. And unfortunately, that does invite a lot of sickness and disease into our lives because we're not able to open up ourselves enough to receive the health blessings that God has for us. 
And I'll give you a few examples in terms of health. For example, let's say that you have a disease that runs in your family. Okay. You may know about this illness. Maybe it's cancer. And you you say it. You say it as part of your normal speech. Oh, yeah, well, I know that breast cancer runs in my family. So you kind of have this mindset that you possibly could get breast cancer because it runs in your family and you've accepted it. You have accepted the fact that this is something that runs in your family. This is something that is a possibility for you. That doesn't have to be your mentality. You do not have to accept this disease just because it runs in your family. It doesn't mean that you have to open yourself up to say you're a candidate for it. Oh yeah, doctors are going to say it. Your mom might say it. Your father might say it. That doesn't mean you have to accept it. And this is where you're taking your life to the next level. You're not allowing every single thing everyone says to infiltrate you. So this is bigger than, you know, just being a beautiful woman, being a sexy woman, being a feminine woman. This is like Big girl stuff, right? I'm talking about being the kind of person who truly has control over her life in in terms of every single aspect of your life. Don't allow yourself and other people to speak into you. And this is so important in the area of sickness and disease. As a matter of fact, and I just told you that I had a cold. This is the first time I've ever even said, like, I had a cold. I refused the whole time I wasn't feeling well. I refused to say I was sick. Even though, I mean, even though clearly I wasn't feeling well, I was saying when people would ask, I would say, oh, you know, I'm a little under the weather (laughs) right now. I'm a little under the weather right now. But I wouldn't say I'm sick, right? I'm sick. Those words even though it sounds like nothing to say I'm sick, those words are powerful. They're coming out of your mouth. You're proclaiming it, you're accepting it, and it's very final. Even though it doesn't sound like it as you're saying it, it's very final. You're not saying I'm sick at the moment. I'm not feeling well right now. I'm trying to work through this cough, right? You're saying you're putting this label on yourself, The enemy cashes those things in, you know. Abundant mindset is saying, I am full of health. I am healed. I was healed by the stripes of Jesus. And accepting everything good that God has for you. It also includes not being satisfied with pain. So many of us are completely comfortable being in pain. And what I mean by that is you may have a knee That hurts a little bit when it's cold. You may have an ankle that kind of hurts sometimes. Your hip may not be, you know, doing what it used to do. You may have chronic back pain or you might have some pains that kind of just pop up in your stomach or sharp pains that shoot up your uterus. And you have gotten so used to these pains that you tell yourself, this is just, you know, part of aging, This is just what comes with, you know, whatever I did when I was 17. I guess this is just a consequence. Absolutely not. Do not accept and be satisfied with pain. Health also comes in terms of your thoughts about yourself. You know, thinking that you're going to age and be ugly. 
okay, this is a very common concern for most women is that as we get older, we're going to be ugly. We're going to be undesirable. And you have this in your mind. Instead of having a mentality of knowing that I'm going to age and I'm going to only get more beautiful. My skin's going to get clearer. I'm going to have more health in my hair and in my nails. And I'm going to be full of life. And stepping into God's word on these things, you know, all of these things I'm talking about are in the Bible. And that's where the power is. Because yes, you can say these things, but if it's not in your spirit, if you do not believe it, and if you don't even have the word of God to back you up, then it's just going to be words that you don't even believe. And that's, that doesn't mean anything. It does nothing for you. Truly making it yours. The Lord says in the word that he will quicken your mortal body. I know this because God's done it with me. I have looked so much younger in the last couple of years than I looked when I was younger. And I look so much healthier and so much more radiant. And he did that. He did that by choice. You know, he quickened my mortal body and I stood on those scriptures. And there are so many things that I have been healed from because the Lord has quickened my mortal body because I stood on his promises and said, absolutely not. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I know that the doctor says I have this. I know that I'm dealing with this. I don't know where it came from, but I am done with this. And standing on God's promises to release the sicknesses that the enemy is trying to put on me. And I always say that you are healed. The enemy is trying to make you sick. The devil is trying to make you sick. You are not sick. He's trying to make you sick. But if you accept it, if you accept the fact that you have fibroids, if you accept the fact that you have a blood disorder, whatever it is, I'm not saying that it could just magically go away. It's not magic. It's standing on God's promises and holding on to them until the Lord delivers you from it because his word says he does. And when Jesus was here, he healed every single person. So there's not this mentality of, oh, maybe God wants me healed. Maybe he doesn't. Whatever your will is, whatever God's will is, maybe God wants me to be sick. Absolutely not. He does not want you to be sick. He wants you to be well. That's why he died. So you could be well, but the devil is trying to make you sick. And if your mentality doesn't say, I'm done with this, I refuse this, and I'm going to stand on this healing, then you will succumb to these things. And that is not the life I want for you, my love. I need you to have a mentality that says, I will not. I'm only going to get better and truly doing everything in your power to get yourself there. So if you're struggling with any kind of sickness or disease, or even if you've been healed of something, but you don't think that you can get healed again, you know, that's what the enemy does. A lot of times we'll have faith for something and God will do something powerful in our lives. And we're like, yes, like it's, it's amazing. It's been done. And then something else happens and you're like, oh, well, he's probably not going to do it again. And you don't even have the faith for a second healing, or you may be afraid that whatever you've been healed from will come back. Right. These things are a mentality of lack, a mentality of saying that 
I don't have it. I won't have it. I can't have it. And not a mentality of saying, but instead I invite you to take on a mentality that says, no, it's going to be better. No, it's going to change. No, I'm going to heal. And standing on that. Another area that I really want you to think about when it comes to abundance is the area of peace. Okay, this is so important. So many of us don't believe that we're able to really cultivate a lifestyle of peace. And peace is something that comes in various ways. But the most beautiful kind of peace is the peace from the Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding, the kind of peace that comes into your life when things should be super chaotic in your mind. Maybe your bills are all late and you don't know what you're going to do. There's no way you can have that peace or something tragic happened. And for some reason, you're just able to be, you're not falling apart the strong peace that comes from the Lord. But this is something a lot of us struggle with. We struggle with believing that we can ever have peace. Maybe you live in a very chaotic household. You know, you hate where you live. You can't stand whoever you're, whoever it is you're living with or whatever your living situation is. And you think in your mind, oh, I'm never going to get out of this house. I'm never going to be able to make enough money to leave. And you're not able to get yourself out of that mentality. Or maybe you don't think you can ever make time for yourself. So many of us struggle with that. We struggle with believing that we can have some time to ourselves because we're so busy, we're so stressed. And even though we're going through our daily routine, we don't ever think, okay, even though I have 10 minutes to take a shower, I can use these 10 minutes to try and decompress. I can light a candle. I can spray a body mist. I can sit here and just quietly meditate on God's word or pray or do something for myself for these 10 minutes. And that is time I'm giving myself every day. I'm getting into this place of peace. Instead of holding on to what we do have, we focus on everything we don't have. And that is a mentality of lack, always thinking about what you don't have, what you can't do, what other people can do that you can't do. And the concept of worrying, the concept of just worrying all the time that you won't have enough. This robs you of your peace. If you're not able to live in your moments in faith and in knowing that God will provide for you, then yes, you will always be worried. And the Lord made it so clear in the word about anxiety, not to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. And the Lord has told you to be anxious for nothing, but with everything, through prayer and supplications, make your requests be known to God to cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. He tells you, he tells you that you are not to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, how you're going to live. Just seek 
first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Do not worry about your life. And this is so hard to do sometimes. I know it's so hard to do, but your peace gets robbed. And without your peace, you can't enjoy anything. And every day that you're in, you're wasting. You're wasting it by worrying. Instead of just being grateful for whatever it is that you currently are experiencing, that you currently do have. Yes, they may be telling you they're going to cut your phone service off tomorrow. (laughs) But it's on today. It's on right now. And God will take care of tomorrow. He'll take care of it if you give it to him. And our mindset when it comes to peace, a lot of times stops us from being able to believe that we can ever be in a place that's different, that we can ever get over the horrible breakup, that we can ever get over a tragic death. Yes, these things are unbelievably tough. But a lot of us don't even believe that we can ever get to the place where we can have peace. We don't even see it. And yeah, I understand. It's not easy. It's a real world out there. And the battle is tough. But you don't have to fight the battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. He says it in his word. The battle is his. So you just stand still. You just stay right there. I got this. This is my fight because you're my daughter. You're my girl. I got this. You chill. I'll fight. And that is a mentality that you have to have in order to really believe that you can have an abundance of peace. You can live a lifestyle where you are waking up every morning refreshed, feeling good, not having to go to work, but staying at home and raising your children and having a husband who's taking care of you financially, having a home to be in, having health in your body, feeling at peace. I mean, these are blessings, but this is a mentality that you have to adopt to say, I can have this. Yes, I come from a long line of single mothers who worked three jobs just to be able to take care of their family. And maybe I'm doing that right now too, because I thought this was the only way, but now I know it doesn't have to be. Oh yeah, I got three kids and I know that they say I can't get a great guy because I have three kids, but I know I can. I know that the battle is not mine. The battle belongs to the Lord. He will bring me that man as long as I'm positioned. As long as I stay in position, he will fight for me and I'll have those things. And I'm already believing and receiving it right now. I'm already believing that I have it and I'm just on my way to it. And so I'm at peace and I'm not worried about my life. It's not easy to have this mentality. It's not easy to have it, but this is not about what's easy and what's hard you just do it. And the more you do it, the more your faith will increase. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear the word of God, the more you read the word of God, the more your faith gets stronger and builds up. And then you'll wake up and you'll realize, you know what? I really believe this now. And that's how 
things move in your life. Faith has to be released. And that's how it's released when you really believe. And the last area I wanted to touch on is success. An abundant mentality for success. A lot of times we believe that when it comes to success, we don't have it available to us. We may be thinking, oh, someone else is already doing it, right? It might be something you want to do, but you see 50 people doing that same thing. You're like, uh, who's going to watch my video? Who's going to read my book? Who's going to care about what I have to say? Who's going to hire me to do that? There's already so many people doing it. Okay, you don't have an abundant mentality for it. A lot of times we have to open up our minds and say, yeah, I understand that there's 55 laundromats on this block and I'm going to make it 56 and people are going to come to mine because I have free coffee. Whatever it is, like it doesn't matter. A lot of times you walk around and you do see every single block, there's cleaners, every single block, there's a bakery and you're like, you never sit there and think, why would this person open a bakery when this person opened a bakery, <laughs> right? Because you just assume that this area likes bakeries and maybe this bakery has things from France and this bakery has things from Greece and whatever. I mean, you don't think about whether or not that person said, I'm not going to open a bakery because there's already a bakery. You're happy that they opened it. You're happy to shop there. You're happy to eat their baked goods. And that's how we have to think when we're the ones doing something that even if other people are doing it, as long as you are called to it and you're not doing it because other people are doing it, this is truly something that you believe you are meant to do, then do it. There's room for everyone. And unfortunately, this really gets in the way of us as women when we're trying to strive for something is we feel jealous and we feel incompetent a lot of times because we think that there's not enough room for everyone. There can only be one Black fill in the blank, right? One Black comedian, one Black actor, one Black talk show host, like only one. There's not enough room for more than one person. And that's the furthest from the truth. Actually, the more there is of something, the more it creates additional opportunities for it. The more it gives exposure, the more it becomes more mainstream, the more everyone can win. In terms of success, this also comes into play when we think about things that you can do in life. A lot of times we get stuck and we have a, a lack mindset in terms of how we can take charge of our lives. So you might think because you're an attorney, you can never open up your nail shop, right? Because for some reason, you just have this desire to do nails. You love doing nails. But you doing nails after you went to law school would look crazy. And your family would think like, what are you thinking? And no one's going to take you seriously. Like you're completely overqualified to be doing nails when you're an attorney. That's your mentality. You might think that. And it's unfortunate because you could be an attorney and you can also open a nail shop and you can hire people to work in the nail shop and you can work there if you want to on the weekends or you can start a nail brand, right? You can do so many things or you can, you know what? Not be an attorney. You could be an attorney for the first 
10 years of your life and then you can get married, have children. And when they're in school and they start kindergarten, you start your nail shop, right? You can say, I used to be an attorney and now I'm not. Who cares about what people think? People unfortunately stifle us in our lives because they make us feel like we can only do one thing. And I am a proponent for always saying that you are meant to do so much. And those of us who really go out there and we put our mind to everything that we believe we're supposed to do, we get more and more and more opportunities. And it's in the word of God. You know, the, Jesus had a parable, he had a story that has like a deeper meaning about talents and how he gives things to people who use it. Okay, it's a parable of the talents. You can look it up and you can read it on your own. But if one person, he may give only one talent to because you're doing that one thing, you're not going to even try to see if you have another one. And for someone else, he may give them five because guess what? This person is going to use all five. They're not going to say, well, I have a, a gift of singing, so I'm never going to act. They're going to sing. They're going to act. They're going to be a comedian. They're going to be an author. And they're going to play basketball. They're going to do all of those things. And they're going to do them all phenomenally well. And we look at those people, we sometimes, you know, think like, oh my gosh, like, they're so talented. They can do everything. Or, oh my goodness, this person is like doing all of these things. How come they won't just pick one? You know, or we want, we want to put them in a box. We look at someone like Rihanna and we see that she's a singer, but then she has a skincare line. She also has a makeup line and then she also has a lingerie line. What? How is she able to do all these things? Because she decided that she wanted to and she did it. And she was given more because she was doing something with what she had and didn't say, well, because I'm a singer, I can't be an actor. No, she's like, no, I'm I'm a singer and I'm also going to act. So I'm going to be in movies. <laughs> and I'm also going to do all these other things that I'm interested in and be successful at them, you know, and it's really, really just a mentality and people will try to limit you, but you have to do whatever God created you to do and not be stuck thinking that you can't. If you've been given a blessing, like maybe you had a a child and the doctors told you you couldn't conceive and you did, or you bought a home or you won some sort of award, or maybe you got married and all these things are like, wow, I can't believe I actually had this because I never thought I'd be able to achieve this. And then you think to yourself, you can't have another one. You can't have another child. You can't have another home. You can't have another award. You can't have another husband. And what I mean by that is, let's say, God forbid, your husband divorced you or passed away. You think you can't, you'll never be able to get another one. It took you so long just to get this one. That is a lack mentality. Every single thing that you've been blessed with, God can give you another one. He can give you another baby, another house. You can win all the awards. You can win best real estate agent five years in a row. You can, okay? 
And lastly, when it comes to success in terms of your mentality, your mindset, having an abundant mindset, is not taking no for an answer immediately. A lot of us who struggle with having more, with opportunities, with abundance, we struggle with people blocking us with things. And that's why we're not successful. As soon as we hear no, we're like, okay, guess we can't do that. Okay, I guess it's not going to work. Okay, I guess I have to think of something new. Instead of saying, okay, you said no, thank you for that. On to the next, because eventually I'm going to get a yes. That is a mindset of abundance. Eventually, I'm going to get a yes. So I'm going to keep trying. I'm not going to just stop because I heard no. But if you believe that you will always hear no, and you will never get a yes, then yes, you will stop. And that is a tragedy. So I really want you to think about all these different things, all these different areas of your life. And I may come back and even do a third episode on this and talk about some things that can help you in terms of getting to a place of just opening up your life and opening up your mind because there are some things that I definitely think are important to remember. So maybe I'll do a part three. But in terms of God's formula for success in every aspect of life, it's found in the book of Joshua in the Bible. Joshua 1.8. And it talks about if you want to have good success. And this is God's formula because God wants you to be successful. If you want to have good success, then meditate on the word day and night. So it's important for you to know God's word, to meditate on it, meaning to read it, to think about it, to pray about it, to ask God what he means by that. And he does also want you to be strong and courageous, which is Joshua 1.9, but read the whole first chapter of Joshua. It's Joshua 1.8 that says, keep the book of the law always on your lips. So the things that are in the Bible, the word of God should always be in your heart, in your mind, and through the things that you say. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That is God's formula for success. If you do this, you will be successful because you will have the keys. You will have the information, the formula to get all the things that you desire in life. And there is no limit to that. There is no limit to that. That's based on you and what you're willing to do, and how much you're willing to do, really. I don't want you to limit your life to the things that people around you are doing, the things that people have said you couldn't couldn't do, and to the things that you don't think you're worthy of. It's time to think big and to have an abundant mindset. This is from the smallest thing. And I'll give you a really good example of a very small thing That might sound kind of wild, but this is what I'm talking about. I had a bottle, a baby bottle. You know, I have a baby. If you don't know, I have a baby. He's seven months. And 
The bottle was in my diaper bag that I had taken somewhere and had been sitting there for like a week. And I'm sure after a week of just sitting there not being washed, it probably had all kinds of bacteria and all that kind of stuff in it. And I have so many bottles. I do not need that bottle. The question became, should I keep this bottle? Because, you know, I need all the bottles I can get. (laughs) Or should I just throw it away? Because it's been sitting here for almost a week. And there could be a lot of harmful bacteria in it that could make my child sick. Having a lack mentality would say, I'm going to go ahead and just take risks. I'm going to take a risk. Even though I'm not supposed to feed this formula to my baby after an hour, I'm going to take a risk. Even though it's been two and a half hours, I'm still going to give the formula to the baby because I don't want to waste the formula. And I'm going to risk my baby getting sick. These things come from a lack mentality. They put you in a place of potentially harming yourself, your child, potentially being sick just not doing the small things like we talked about in the last episode that could make your life easier, that can make your life better. Things that you have at your disposal that you're just choosing not to use for no reason and living like you're in poverty when you're not, right? All of these things is a mentality. It's a lack mentality that you need to break out of and realize you can get another bottle. It's one bottle. It's not worth it. It's one bottle of formula. It's not worth them getting sick. It's one dish. It can be thrown away. You don't need to glue it back together and risk getting sick from the glue. You know, these things, whatever it is in your life, Taking hold of the promise and not being stuck on the situation will save your life and it'll just free you of living in a space where you are holding on to things out of fear and out of lack instead of stepping out on faith and living the life that God promised you. So I hope that this was helpful to you. I hope that this just helped to encourage you to live in a different way. I will come back and do a part three just on a couple things that I want to share and that might be helpful. Hopefully will be helpful. And I thank you. I thank all of you for listening and for sharing things with me that you realized about yourself that you really do want to change. It's beautiful. And I'm really happy to know that. I invite you to visit my fragrance line, findforever.com and look around and see if there's a fragrance that you are drawn to. If you love fragrance, it's a great time to purchase one for yourself or for someone else for the holiday season for Christmas as a gift. The fragrances are absolutely beautiful. And I want to say thank you to every single person who has purchased a fragrance. And I'm so happy to know how much you are loving them and just enjoying smelling good. I will see you in the next episode. I hope that you have a beautiful day. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Dr. Daff Show and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. And until next time, remember... In all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.